1: Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans.
2: It's an off-season edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Geico from the Star in Frisco and, of course, the SWBC Mortgage Studio. So glad you're with us. Kyle Yeomans, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, and, well, we've got a lot to talk about because (sighs) minicamp... Mm. The rookies took the field for the first time, not with a star on the side of their helmet because they didn't have stars yet, and they won't until training camp. However, we saw a lot of rookies in action here at the star in Frisco, and we've got to hit a lot of those coming up. But first off, everybody have a good weekend. Everybody good? Yeah. Not as good as yours. Yeah. Not as good yeah, yeah, as custom. Right? That's fair. Talking about? That's a good point. Yeah, Jeez. I just came back on vacation. For those of you not knowing where I was on Twitter, probably, they were like, where is this guy? Thank goodness he is not tweeting Yeah, anymore. I'm sure everyone everybody was that's Cowboy right.
1: Nation was one. Yeah. where was, Kyle was. They were saying, thank <laughs> goodness. We wow, have where's Kyle? Wow. Tweets. wow, what, what it is that you're made, man? I mean, I,
0: well, I just want to know where the TikTok video was. If there was ever know, a week to do yeah. it, it's on, you know, if you want to disclose where you were. no. Well,
2: I was in Miami. Okay. Mm. Uh, but no, yeah, no TikTok video. I Think, well, we did actually make a TikTok video. I posted it on my Instagram. It was like the the vacation mm. one where you like chug a shot. Yeah, it was fun. Uh
0: oh yeah, y'all dabbed on the airplane. Yeah. Yeah, and that then was you it. Cut to South Beach. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, cool. that's what it was. <laughs> that yeah, was that, was that
2: was a TikTok video. It yeah. wasn't dancing like it was that's what I meant. a little while ago, but yeah. it was good. It was a lot of fun. Had a had a great week, but I am ready to get back to football. And I I, Coke I Cake City. I, I feel like the <laughs> I feel like the outsider. You you remember back in July, Heckma? Yes. Whenever you were upset for being left out of the party for training camp, you and Isaiah both. Yes, were. Yeah. Me, me and Rob were yeah. the insiders, I guess. Yes. Now I feel I feel what you guys felt oh. because I wanted to see these rookies oh. in minicamp, and I, I did my research, I read up, and everything. But of course, not seeing with with your own eyes is yeah. definitely tough. So. Explain it to me like I wasn't there. Okay. What were your general thoughts of training camp? Rob, we'll start with you. Just if you were to explain it to somebody who wasn't there, which you will be doing to me,
0: what were your thoughts of what you saw from the rookies this past week? A tiny, tiny sample size. Yeah. Like if we're writing the Super book tiny. for the Cowboys 2021 season, we've written the on the page. Or really, the T in T-H. the is what we've done. TH. The H, yeah. 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 It's very small, very small, but productive and compared to last year this is a lot this is miles ahead where the rookies were last year just to at least put them in the building show them where things are show them how we practice and hey they got on the field and did a little stuff so it was good Isaiah yeah I agree with Rob man
3: um I mean, it's, it's Ricky Minicap. So, I mean, for the most part, all you're doing is getting a look at your guys. These guys haven't done any real football work. They, let's just be honest. I mean, most of these guys have been training for the combine for the last five months. So, um, you know, you, you got you to, gotta, like, like Rob said, you got a little bite sizes in terms of their athleticism, some of their attributes, but that's about all you got idea of.
1: The nerves. <laughs> Those guys had nerves. You know, and just. First time being in an NFL facility, you could, you could see it on them. You know, I, I was nervous for them. Um, but, I mean, you know, that, that first day gave way to an awesome second day of practice. I, I think just getting, you know, just the initiating and, and the initial jitters out uh, for these guys. And honestly, man, it just felt, everything felt so normal, -hmm. Again, on Friday. I mean, Friday we come in and a lot of the restrictions are relaxed. You don't have to wear a mask, you know, you don't have Mm -hmm. to get your temperature taken and all of that. I mean, it was really fun. I mean, fun to be in the building, fun to get an opportunity to watch these young guys work. But again, I I just felt like the nerves were just built up in them. You you
2: mentioned that the nerves and and just kind of how it felt fresh. What was the tempo like? Because I remember last year for training camp, it was much like this, where you're itching for something. You're itching for to get on a field. You think about some of these guys, like a Michael Parsons and a Kelvin mm-hmm. Joseph. They Did haven't a played a lot of football yeah. in the last year, 15 months almost. Yeah. This is their first real action, like you said. They've been training for combine. They're mm-hmm. doing these pro day things and, and, and whatnot. No, they're actually out there in pads, and they're, they're at least helmets on and, and running there, but – What was the tempo like, Heckman, compared to what you've seen in the past? Because that's my biggest thing, too, is because you're you're bringing in a new system on defense. You're bringing in Dan Quinn, and he's going to have his paws all over
1: this rookie class. Well, obviously, you had the individual drills, individual work, stuff like that. I mean, they broke the. Uh, practice was very regimented from the start, you know, breaking down the individual groups. They didn't force him in, push him in too hard. You know, I think, you know, for the most part, the enthusiasm of the coaches was there. Bones Fossil was all over the field (laughs) and he's like, you know, literally kid on Christmas morning you could tell with his energy. Uh, But yeah, it was just a breaking down um, from special team groups to individual groups And, and again, just the pace moved really well. For a lot of these guys, and Isaiah spoke about this in And even Barry Church talked about it because I was sitting Mm -hmm. next to him on Friday was just the fact that, you know, guys like Quentin Bohanna, he was – in the drills with his coach by himself, you know, so there was no one else to take a rep or get a break, yeah. or anything like that. So you knew he was him getting a little tired that first day was obviously going to yeah. be there because they were taking him through the gauntlet of things that they wanted from technique stands, things like that. So you know, but the tempo was was awesome. I mean, it got got a good uh, test on the conditioning of those guys too. Yeah, true that. And I, I think that was the point I was
3: going to hit on was just this conditioning. You know, you these guys, I just already alluded to it. This, they have not been in football shape. They're no. not in football shape. I would say 99% of these guys are running, you know, forties and jumping <laughs> and lifting weights. Um, it's, if it, football is football, right? When yeah. you start getting out there and you're reacting to guys, you're putting your foot in the ground, you're changing directions, you're doing special teams, coverage drills, you know, you're doing all your position drills it, life gets really real. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you talk about the nerves, um, you then you come back day two. And these guys probably, I, I would imagine their bodies probably felt like they had had pads on the day one. Um, just because your body is not used to those type of movements. Uh, and you factor in some of the you know guys like Big Bo, you're like, he was by himself, right? Yeah. It's like it's like, it's like like that Christmas gift you get, you know, that you got, right? You talk about Fossil. You got a brand new laptop. You know, I know Kyle got a brand new laptop for Christmas. He's going to yep. be pushing every little button, trying mm-hmm. to see what does what. Yeah. And you're not really going to dive all the way in on any of the features, but you just want to see, you know, what is it fully kind of capable of. And that's what the coaches are doing with these guys, right? They're saying, hey, let me put him in cover one. Let me put him in cover three. Let me see what he looks like. Inside shade, outside shade. But, you know, inside split you know they just just want to see what's what's natural for these guys Um, so you know it was like like Rob Brady said it was just a little bit of a taste
0: yeah I mean I would say 75 80 percent of it was fundamental too I mean you know working on stuff that we've seen in training camp last year uh, takeaway drills ball protection drills things that we've seen the coaching staff do in the past and to Isaiah's point think about Micah Parsons didn't play football at all last Mm -hmm. year he got asked the last time he hit a sled. They did, you know, the sled drills, and he said, "I don't know, probably like before the Cotton Bowl, like a year and a half ago, whatever it was." Wow. So I mean, they're trying to ease guys in, and it's it's interesting how the mini and different coaches do it differently, but how it's evolved over the last few years. I mean, it used to be when you were here, it was two days yeah, out in geez. the heat. Doesn't matter where you came from, you could be coming from up north where you're not used to the heat, oh, yeah. and, and you're out there, you know, really practicing. And Dez threw up his first his first OT first minicamp. It was, yeah. fu- it was full on practice. Yeah, right it right in the full middle of it. practice. Yeah. So, um, and when Garrett, as he wound up his tenure here, he really scaled it back to where it was just jog through style stuff for a couple days and. And we actually got to see some 11-on-11 some 11 11 on Saturday, oh, which was, was awesome. a lot of fun. It was just the taste, but they kind of eased them into that. And the other part of it, too, is to try to get the installation, get them caught up on some of that stuff because the veterans are going to be in, a, in on that, too. Once you get to OTAs, you want to get the rookies as caught up as you can. And I feel like just looking
2: at these couple of days of practice, like you said, even though it's just a taste, it's so valuable, so valuable for these guys because you, you're mentioning Quentin Bahana getting that one-on-one coaching. And, yeah. and by one on one, I mean Dan Quinn was in his grill for a good amount of practice. Yeah. I mean, if you're Quentin Bohana, you're not going to see that whenever OTAs and minicamp come around. Generally, I mean, whenever training camp comes uh, around, you're not going to see a lot of that. He got a lot of coaching that he really needed, and he's going to improve upon because he's had that one on one, that one on one attention. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, and there he is. And the other part of it is the meetings were still virtual. So they would get done with practice, they'd have to go back to the room, and you hop on the Zoom and you, and you do the meetings there to go over things. Hmm. That's what makes the on-field so critical, is that that virtual component is still there. So as much time as you can get on the field with them, take advantage of it.
1: Man, can I just say that Quinn Bohanna is the size of human <laughs> that if he gets on an elevator with you, you say, oh, wow, you back up and look him up and down. I'll take the next one. Thank you. <laughs> you don't take the next one. You don't want to make it You don't want to, make <laughs> you don't want to it disturb, yeah, weird, don't disturb. Right? You don't want to stay on the elevator, but you back up. Do and you, you make you... eye contact? No. <laughs> no. He's Hey, you look him up and down, and you go, okay, you know, that is I'm a proportionally big human, yeah. you know. He is, I was shocked. <laughs> And really. Like, I mean, it's like Shaq. You know, if you see Shaq in a room, mm-hmm. it's obviously he's 7'12. You know, and you say to yourself, you're just like, oh my God, look at the yeah. size of this man. bow in the same way. Is he 327? No. No, no, no. No, hey, no. No.
0: Where, where, no, what, is hey. what do you think? Nah,
1: a lot of these weights are off, like, by the way. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll get we'll get
3: to that, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, his playing weight was, what, 360, 357 during his time at Kentucky? He's pro- he's I think he's smaller than that. Yeah, but he didn't
1: so. look out of shape, Kyle. No, I tell you. He no, he looks no, good. no, no, he did not. But no, 327, good. That's he, not a,
0: 327. That's no. a svelte 327. Yeah, we'll, man. we'll say a a very tentative
2: 345. I think that's probably about right. 345, okay. 350 from I'm what we're seeing. That. But he looked really good. He yeah, did. He, he didn't did. look like he was out of shape. No. How did How did Micah Parsons look? Because you well, said, I mean, off uh, off for about a year. It probably takes a little bit of time to get into rhythm. What did, did you see from the first round pick?
1: You want me to answer this? Yeah, I want you to answer Oh, this. man.
2: You made a noise whenever ah! I asked the question, so.
1: <laughs> Playmaker. I mean, look, first day of practice, first... Day of minicamp, obviously everyone had the nerves. And you saw immediately a guy that's been out of practice, uh, out of football shape for a year, start to take his toll on him after about 45 to an hour. You know, a little bit of little hands on the hips, yeah. a little bend in your knees a little bit. Caesar jumped on his back. Real quick, right? <laughs> but he came back the second day. And literally, man, you could see the burst Meet, yeah. you, me sitting next to you, you, you said, it, man, wow, look at how quick he is. First yeah. step, lightning yeah. fast. Everything about him yeah. screams playmaker. And when you see him in team, it's, it was like he was playing with his food. It, yeah. it, it, wasn't, it wasn't fair, right? The it, offensive lineman trying to get to the second level on him, he's already gone. He's at the, yeah. at the ball carrier. There are a few things that he does. I'm sure that George, uh, the defensive assistant George Edwards will uh, yeah. clean up. But, again, just all in all, man, I saw a playmaker and a reason to be excited about this pick.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, first thing right off the bat, he he didn't look like he was 245 to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked like he was a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say any anything major, but just looking at his numbers here, he looked a bit, little bit lighter. But to Heckman's point, as we were sitting there watching practice, you could tell when he was uncertain because he looked like kind of, a, I don't want to say an average guy, um, but when he was decisive – you saw you saw everything that we've talked about leading up to the draft, yeah. right? You saw that burst, you saw the acceleration, um, you saw him cover ground. And I, I know <clears throat> Heckman just talked about how we were sitting there watching practice, and he there was one time where he shot the gap, and I was like, oh crap! Like he he got through there in a quick, fast, and a hurry. So I, I know once he gets more familiarized with the system, um, once he gets these pads on, you know, gets around the other guy, starts getting a, you know a, a good a good sense of where he fits in in this scheme. I'm gonna be really excited to see this
0: dude, you know, jump off the screen. We need to get him on the show because I think he likes movies. I can tell, and he'd be great for for this show because we yeah. we drop stupid movie quotes time. all the time. Oh, let's, let's do it. it. He said, time. you know water boy, ball, get yes. ball. He talked about being the Mike linebacker. It's kind of like being Rambo. You get to really move around and make plays. <laughs> yeah, and, so. and, and, and what he's, he kind of described his role to a certain degree in terms of being in the box. And then on third down, they're going to find ways to get him to the quarterback. And we saw some of that. We saw him rush off the edge. Mm-hmm. We saw him get around Josh Ball off the edge. Yeah. And uh, he's got a real package of skills that That's why Jerry, we bumped into Jerry after the first practice, and he just talked for a few minutes, but he kept talking about pressure Mm -hmm. with the linebackers and specifically with Parsons. Just that part of his skill set is something they can use, and maybe – Make him compliment some of the other linebackers while we're talking about, hey, how are all these guys gonna get to play together?
2: Yeah, that was my next question is where did you see him fitting in? And I, I feel like the <laughs> the answer right now is everywhere. Everywhere. It's a, good, yeah. it's a good part of everywhere, but where would where would you say he looked more comfortable and, and I mean, once again, this is not gonna be week one. We're seeing Micah Parsons pigeonholed here. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> this rookie mini camp here, but where did you see he looked more comfortable, Isaiah?
3: I see him fitting on 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 the outside. I know they're working him at at the middle linebacker during this. You don't like him as much at the mic. I don't like him at the mic. I don't want. I don't. I wouldn't want to put him in that box. I personally wouldn't want to put him in that box. I think he's probably um, the most athletic of the three guys that we're going to have as staples, right? Between Van Deresh and um, and Jalen, I'd say I'd that's th- a pretty safe bet. Yeah. So I, I think I think you put <laughs> it's pretty safe. I put Van Der Esch in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Just, as we're just talking again, we won't know until these guys get out there and start playing together and seeing who 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 responds and how they how they mesh. But um, just looking on paper and looking at how he how he moved around this past weekend, I will put him at the wheel and just give him that freedom okay. um, to, you know, to come across on the backside. So.
1: Yeah, athletic, question. athletic freaky, um, and Dan Quinn has to be salivating, yeah. knowing how many different ways he can use mm-hmm. this guy. Uh, he can travel, well, I mean, whether it be middle, will, edge. <clears throat> you saw him in practice. When he rushed off the edge, it was unfair. Yeah. I mean, he – By the time Josh Ball tried to turn to even kick back out of his stands, he was already gone. And, I mean, that's not to say much. Obviously, these guys were not in pads or anything (laughs) like that. But, again, the initial burst, you see it from him.
0: I'm interested. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what they do. I mean, working him at the mic, but, you know, I think McCarthy referenced, you know, getting him comfortable just in the box with with the weak side too. I'm curious with Vander Esch, could they look at moving Vander Esch to the will where – and maybe these positions are more interchangeable than i'm giving yeah, credit. They are. For. I think they yeah. definitely are. They are. But maybe yeah. maybe if you move Layton to to Will maybe he's a little more covered up and he's not taking as much of a pounding as he's been um and and try to keep him healthier. So i i don't know, but i i, th- I think <laughs> you guys are right. I mean, i think he can play a few different spots here. Yeah,
1: yeah. Know? when you even that argument about moving Layton to Will Jabril Cox comes into that conversation, mm-hmm. and then the whole dynamic of this argument changes. We have even talked about <laughs> him. Yeah. Jabril Cox. Yeah, I, I'm not going to get ahead. I know I can hear burning from over here to the no, left, right. so I'm yeah. going to stop. No, 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 that's good
2: Because we, we will talk about Cox coming up here in a little bit, but yeah. I, I don't disagree. I think you can look at these players as individuals and say, okay, they fit best in that spot, but then you look at the whole situation in that linebacker room right now as a whole you're going to be really—you have to find the best fit together. Because yeah. right now, you tried to throw a bunch of individuals out there. You tried to throw Jalen Smith. You tried to throw Leighton Vander Esch, Sean Lee. That didn't work for you yeah, very well. So It sort of
3: depends on how it's going to mesh, man.
2: It's got to mesh the right way. And if that takes putting Micah Parsons at the Mike linebacker and moving Leighton Vander over to Will and then interchanging Jabril Cox where he fits in, then maybe that is your best fit. Maybe there is a, a, a fit there. Now— Talking about the secondary, I heard a lot of good things about Israel Mukwamu moving to safety. And I think these are reps and days that really would have benefited Reggie Robinson in that move last year from cornerback as a fourth-round pick to safety later on in the season. I think these days would have helped out a lot. And the fact that I heard really good things about what Mukwamu brought to the table really excites me about maybe the potential of him coming out and at least getting playing time. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter by any means, but Rob, what did you see from what Mukwamu uh, looked like at safety after playing most of his career at corner?
0: They had him back deep some, like you said, and... I just like the idea of a corner playing moving to that spot because they just they need more of a ball hawk, a guy that that yeah. can has those ball skills to go make plays. So that's one reason why with Dan Quinn's blessing they signed Demonte Kazee because he's got that. He's he's a guy that's played corner play safety, so I like that. He's got those super long arms like we've heard about in the draft. Mm-hmm. You can see um, he's intriguing. He's intriguing and he was in position to make a pick on on day 2, heck. Yeah. Uh, I think it went to Cox, but it he, did. he was in position. He was right it. there.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I cannot emphasize enough how athletic and rangy this guy is, wow. and one of the things that just just jumped off at me is just the, his movement, his ability to cover ground. He tracks well. I mean, all of the things that you need in a safety. I said it, safety. He does it well, especially in a single high uh, set. But sitting next to Barry Church, I mean, it was it was really cool to get his input on a guy like that, just coming from the college ranks to pro. Moving positions and just how well he moved and his ability to just set his feet, step back and break on balls. I mean, this guy has. I mean, he's someone right now. Is it you got a circle underline highlight? Mm.
2: Interesting.
1: Of everybody that we watch, he stood out the most
3: to me. Wow. Yeah, and I, I think I think Heck can I allude to that when I when I mentioned that at practice the other day, he just kept showing up he, every every time I looked up and I was like, there he goes again. Yeah, there he goes again. And he just and not only just because of his uh, his size and his stature, obviously six four two twelve as well as and what you say here. he has the, the what the go go what? Yeah, then boy got the go the, go gadgets. He got the <laughs> go go gadgets, man. So you know, he, nice. got, he got those long arms, uh, <laughs> but you know more than anything his feet. And the confidence that he has in his footwork its so apparent when you put guys out there, especially when all the guys are out there fresh and their nerves are crazy. You can really tell whose fundamentals are sound. You can really tell when they're in that environment. And he was just as confident and as comfortable as anybody else out there. We talked about Parsons being a little, little little jittery day one. You know, we talked about some of these, you know, we haven't got the Jabril Cox yet, but some of these other guys, just a little bit nervous. I didn't see not one nerve nah. in, in Israel. I mean, his his footwork was good. His hands were good coming out the drills. I mean, they were working those guys over there in one-on-one drills, and he was killing it, man. So he jumped off the page to me um, in, a, in a major way. And, you know, we haven't got to everybody else, but – Yeah, I like I like I like these DBs that we got. There's,
2: I mean, and Kelvin Joseph, I'm sure played pretty decent, just real quick. But uh, I'm looking at the the notes I had on Mukwamu, Cowboys labeling as a safety and a corner. Of course, Mm -hmm. we've seen what they already wanted to do with him. Now, didn't run to that left hamstring. No issues there, right? Nope. No. So that's a huge plus. Uh, If he plays corner or safety, false steps are going to be rampant on film, or they are rampant on film. So. The fact that you're talking about confidence and you're talking about fluidity with his feet—that's positive direction. It may not be the be-all, end-all, and he's going to be the starter day one. Watch Uh, out—we're a long ways away from that.
0: But but a developmental guy, huge, yeah. yeah. With with a lot of those physical traits, that's why he was graded higher than sixth round where they Mm -hmm. got him. They had him. Significantly higher than that.
2: That's awesome. And the fact that he's moving positions and he looks as fluid as he does, that's that's pretty impressive. We're going to talk about Kelvin Joseph coming up in our next segment. We've got some Twitter questions in our Mailbag Monday to hit coming up on the other side. And then we'll talk about the offensive side of the ball and the Mm -hmm. prospects on that side and how they looked in rookie minicamp. When we return here on Talking Cowboys presented by GEICO. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit ATT.com for details.
1: There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor.
3: We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves
2: and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen.
0: Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay, let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time.
2: Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation.
1: Back to Talkin' Cowboys.
2: Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor. As always on Talkin' Cowboys with our resident Super Bowl champion, Isaiah. No Stand sheets
0: back. today. Me? Yeah. yeah,
2: he doesn't have. It. This is the second week no in shit. a row. Well, there's He's no sun the outside. True. True. Oh, there's a little bit of sun. You're yeah, right. It's every been it's been gross. Pretty bad. All pretty season. Season. You've yeah. never <laughs> heard
1: the, sun, the song "I Wear My Sunglasses at Night" ever.
3: Yeah, no. I've, I've heard that. I'm not that cool. Oh. Okay, yeah, cool. I'm not that cool. I mean, I know you guys ESPN and stuff over there. So, I mean, oh, <laughs> so, oh, yeah, no. I know they're pretty
1: yeah, cool. I got, there. I got no glasses. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry,
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah Rob's got to get on that now. But. I wear my sunglasses.
1: You know, come on, man. Everybody <laughs> act <laughs> like you know. I mean, come on. It's not oh. an age difference here. <laughs> No, so nothing, right? I, it came so my head. I was, was going to give that one to you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it was playing in my head. I was like, don't you say it. Yeah. Don't you say <laughs> it.
2: So, Mailbag Monday, as always, we, we've started this a couple weeks back on the offseason edition of Talking Cowboys. We've got our fans on the 50 and stuff in season. We've got Mailbag Monday in the offseason. And our first question comes from Brandon. And Isaiah kind of already said it in terms of the individuals, but which rookie showed out the most in practice? Bar none, who was the one that caught your eye the most? Rob, we'll start with you. Parsons.
0: Parsons. Well, he, had, he had the whole Bobby Boucher thing going. See ball, <laughs> get ball. Super impressive in terms of, I mean, everything we we heard about his explosiveness. And I know it's this tiny sample size and let's see, but it, it was there on display.
1: Yeah, you know, I want to. I want to go. I have to say Parsons because he did, you know, do some very impressive things. But man, there's, there's some other guys on here, man, that, that I gotta give some credit. And my man, nation Wright, mm-hmm. nation Wright. Was, what did he do well? We didn't get to talk about him in the first segment. Well, I tell you, the first day, of, of rookie camp. He was, uh, the the ball in high grass (laughs) analogy, he he was that. Uh, Footwork was bad. And uh, just, again, the nerves were probably getting to him. But, man, once they switched it to team, that was where you saw him shine. Mm -hmm. And there are just certain things that he does innately with his size, hands, positioning, all of it, man. He just looked really well. I mean, looked good in coverage. (laughs) And, I just got to say, Cowboy fans, for everybody, you know, this is a family show. We all are here together, Cowboy Nation. But I want to ask y'all, mm-hmm. how do you like your words served? Do you like it medium, mm-hmm. medium rare? Because mm-hmm. there's going to be some people with ketchup on their words mm-hmm. for what they said about nature, nation, mm-hmm. right? I'm telling mm-hmm. you. You're going to have to eat that, man, because <laughs> this guy.
2: There is a lot of people that would end up with ketchup yes. on their words, right including on. myself. No, yeah, including no myself. Doubt. Yes, I had him very, very, very low. And, I, and once he was drafted, I was very— adamant about this. And I said, I like the player and I like the yeah. fit.
3: I don't like where they drafted him. But if he turns out and he ends up being a baller, yeah. then yes, I will eat my words. Well, well, I know I already mentioned that I liked Israel in terms of an in individual, in terms of just overall talent. He looks really good to me. Um, but when it when it comes to the team, two separate entities, right? When you come to the team, that's when you see the competitiveness come out. Everybody didn't have pads on, but like, like my guy Heck said, we sat there and watched. I know everybody knows Street Fighter, but this dude Nashon Wright is E-Honda because he had them hands. Favorite comparison He was. Putting these hands on him, okay? E Honda straight hands oh, to the chest, and I know we had an argument about this last week, week before, yeah. about you know, um, right after the draft, about how they were going to utilize him and how you know, regardless of how some people felt, oh, they shouldn't have came up and drafted him. As I mentioned, how they plan on utilizing him in this defense, when the fit that he needs, that, that they that they need. He fits it perfectly because he's 6'4", he's coming up, he's competitive, he's physical, and he all he needs to do is get his hands on you for half a second, and the quarterback's off him. Mm-hmm. The quarterback's off that side, right? And if the, if the quarterback has four seconds to throw the ball, shame on us. Yep. Shame on the entire defense. Man, he is tall and But lanky. he is long, and he's competitive, and I'm telling you, man, he put his hands on everybody in the drills, and he put his hands on some of these rookie receivers.
1: <laughs> oh, It is clamps. Clamps, Cold, fisticuffs. <laughs> yeah, it was clamps. I mean, it was it was bad. Yeah. No. He had. He has all of it. I mean, and and again, going back to the you know draft uh, experts that said that look, he could have been someone that should have dropped a lot lower in the draft. He displayed as far as the system when they went man. I mean, he was nose to nose with yeah, guys. And wanted it. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> Very physical at the line of scrimmage. Even when they went zone, his ability to sit on routes, turn. I mean, hip work second day looked a lot better. You see him in some individual drills. You'll say, whoa, whoa, that doesn't look too good. Right. I even said the same thing. I was like, oh man, Nation, you under pressure, brother. Uh, but when it came to team, you just saw it. You, you know, he he. It's like the the light came on. He's yeah. got.
2: He's got a bit of a magnifying glass on him because of where he was taken, and that'll continue into training camp. Well, and
0: <laughs> Twitter
1: stuff too. That too.
0: The things that popped up on Twitter that night when he, you know, he said, uh, I think he said, "I'm a more athletic version of Richard Sherman," oh. and it got Richard Sherman's attention. Oh, with a GIF that night, and so that's and, good. Know, no, I mean it's fine. And then he came out and he actually sent a DM to Rich and apologized. So that's all underneath, and <laughs> and but yeah, maybe that's part of it. You know, because he did say that, and I I, I like the confidence of this class. I mean, I mean come I, I on, think if you don't have confidence, you play Edge, what do you at got
3: at that position? Come on, now you got to. But yeah. I, but again, what they're asking him to do, he's perfect for it. And everybody who had who has something to say about them coming up to get him, you guys don't understand football. And I think that's what
2: he meant I, too. Wasn't I, I don't that think I, that's necessarily the case. Well, I would I'm like saying, to I'm disagree. For, pretty well, hold hard well, there. there. I
3: will I will combat your disagreement because okay. a six four defensive back a 6-4 cornerback coming up in this system with Dan Quinn knowing Dan Quinn's history and playing man-to-man coverage knowing Dan Quinn's history of his front seven getting home and alleviating his cornerbacks from having to play defense for that long he fits perfectly now you don't need a shutdown corner in Dan Quinn's system would you take one absolutely sure. but do you need one no 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 I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that okay. I think that
2: makes a ton of sense and I completely agree but you saying that like if they went up and drafted them and they had their value so high on a player there that you don't know football i think it's the opposite i guess I'm not, because I, it's, it's, more it's more about the draft yeah. it's more about the draft and where you can get guys because uh-huh. the eh, fit the fit no, there no eh, well listen here for yeah. a second the fit there is is Did right you hit us with a listen here Yes, because you keep interrupting me, Heckman. <laughs> so whenever you have that value there uh-huh. on your board and you draft your board the right way, that's a good thing. And they did that. Okay. So I don't disagree with them taking nation Wright because he fit the scheme. He fit their value. Okay. The only thing is that their value of nation Wright was up here where the value of every other team on nation Wright was now, down. How do you know that?
3: But that's exactly to my point, though. What does he mean to you? It doesn't matter what he means to anybody else. I'm just it, it, because because uh, if you pick Tom Brady out of college, guess what? Tom Brady's not that valuable to me. Michael Vick's more valuable to me because the type of offense I plan on running. True. Right. So it doesn't matter how, what their capabilities are. It matters what their capabilities are in your system. Right. Well,
0: you're you're saying that they could have just waited because nobody else was going to pick him till you don't the wait sixth round. You don't know that. Don't, I agree. You don't know that other teams had him rated as a yeah. priority. Which is agent. probably the
2: reason they took him where they did, because yeah. they probably They're, had something in their ear saying, okay, yeah. he may not be there the next time we come around.
0: Or their board says we have a third-round grade <laughs> exactly. on him. And Stick to your we board. Don't yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't care. We don't care. Stick to your board. But that's what I'm am I'm not
2: combating – the the overarching pick of Nishan Wright. Yeah. I'm combating what where? you said saying you don't know football well, if you saying, argue I, I guess, where I guess, that was. I guess my
3: argument made. to that and I, I, I let me retract that you don't know football statement. But, I, but let me let me let me add <laughs> that on to that. That hit a nerve bro that did hit a nerve. When I when <laughs> I say when I made that statement, I was insinuating that you don't that most people who believe that he was taken too high don't understand how defenses or just systems in general, right? The three phases of this game are Correct. formulated. So as I talk about Dan Quinn Listen up. I, you're, you're, you know, Rob. Out of everybody up here, I'm drafting Rob P. Why am I drafting Rob P. Out of everybody up here? Because guess what? I don't need I don't need a safety. You know, like, you know, like like, like, you know, like my guy Kyle. I don't need <laughs> I don't need a linebacker like my guy. Heck, I need I need Rob P. Because Rob P's tall. I'm six he got four, long, he's long three, arms. He got long yeah. arms. And guess what? <laughs> Terrible I, change of direction. All I need him to do. I don't need him necessarily cover the whole time. You know why? Because he's going to have help over the top. What I need him to do is get his hands on this guy for the next for the next half second, one second, just long enough to stay there. And if the quarterback does decide to get throw the ball. Up there, guess what? He's so long. He's in he's in the wingspan's coverage away from this guy. The quarterback would be doggone if he throws the ball up to yeah. somebody who's six four because he can, he has great ball I'd get skills. I would
0: get a great jam on them before I break. I already my know ankle. you would, Robbie. right? But then I break my. I know angle, you but would. Yeah, yeah. So
3: so so I'm sorry if I if frustrated enough there, but but people need to understand. It's people are valuable as 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 valuable as you're willing to spend on it, right? So if if I'm selling you my dog on phone right now, heck, guess what? You're not a Samsung guy. You're an iPhone guy. So this doesn't it's not that Mm -hmm. valuable to you, right? But if I find a Samsung family member, guess what? They're gonna want this over your product. So it's all about what you are to me. Right, what you are to me, and it doesn't matter about this
1: whole rating. Right. Go get your guy if you want to get. It's all him. it's all subjective when Absolutely. you talk about drafting players, and that's why these guys get paid the big bucks to go out and find guys mm-hmm. that's going to fit the system. Yeah. And Nation Wright fits perfectly. Perfect. He is a glitchy. Corner, meaning he will take and he's aggressive mm-hmm. and he will take, take an risks, opportunity yeah. to undercut. He understands where help side is. He he's aware, right, of all of those things. You've seen tape on him in college mm-hmm. and obviously with all of these guys, there's there's the highlights and the lowlights. And if I go to his lowlights and maybe he has something to learn from all of that. <laughs> a lot, right, right? There's a lot. But but when you talk about his highlights, what does he do well? He will jam you to the Gatorade buckets at the line mm-hmm. of the scrimmage if he gets his on his hands on you. So. He fits perfectly to what and, we do, and, and I'm same, excited about him. And the same
3: thing him. with the, with, the, with our smaller guy, right, Kelvin Joseph. Yeah. Joseph, aggressive, right? He's, he's not physical. he's not as long, but guess what? You got him because you want him to cover. You no, know, if you want, when you get your best, the best receiver that steps on the field, you want him to stick him, yeah, right. That's why you got him because he's he's a smaller guy. He's a more a lot more reactive, a lot quicker, and he's gonna be right there, kind of sticky in your hip pocket type of guy. That's not that's not what Nasheon is. Nasheon is mm-hmm. get my hands on you if you throw the ball up, I'm gonna make you pay for and it. And he's different than all the other road road
2: corners and and guys in the secondary yeah. that you have, anyways. True. It's change of pace and a lot of people really quickly here rob but going back to what your point was a little bit earlier of of people upset about that pick and how it doesn't fit and blah 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 a lot of people at least around this organization they haven't had five top 100 picks or at least four i guess or or what was it It No, it ended up being five yeah Yeah. so uh, usually you have that first round second round third round and in the third round you're picking a talented player that you know is going to be a baller you're not going to pick a prospect but he was the fifth selection of this draft class, yeah. so you have more leeway of picking a guy like Nishan Wright, who you feel that highly on, and even though you may think it's a little bit of a risk, yeah. take that pick at ninety-nine because he's a top one hundred player. F- I at feel that like point.
3: I feel like a lot of people, not just in Cowboys' world and every other world out there, right? Every team are more concerned with just getting talent. Mm-hmm. Or they're more concerned with getting talent than getting the right person for the scheme. A lot and of people and, are very and, and scarred by that and That flipped yeah. thought
2: process here, though. Yeah. Like, they're worried that they don't have the talent and that they've drafted only And I only And that's
3: what I'm saying. That's when you go out there and you get yourself a defensive coordinator like Dan Quinn, you could throw a lot of that stuff out the window. Hmm. Because having a, a roster that's just fully talented, that doesn't mean nothing. We're not in a game of football. We're not talking about basketball. We're not talking about mm-hmm. basketball, where one or one or two people could take over the whole game. Nets. We're talking about people who fit <laughs> systems, right? Chemistry, seriously. BAM, Just, I mean, yeah, we're talking about something that requires you playing hip to hip with your with your boy next to you. And guess what? If he doesn't do you do his job and he doesn't do it to, to the highest level, the whole team doesn't. Be, they're
1: not successful. And there you know? are a lot of guys in Canton that fell into the right scheme. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that played Absolutely. exactly right. to what yeah. they do physically and mentally well as players. They couldn't have been more lucky to be in the systems that they were in. And I just feel like, and just going to Joseph, one of the things I loved about watching him is just his recovery speed. I think, you know, a lot of cornerbacks, again, when you talked about Nation Wright, he doesn't have that, right? Mm -hmm. You you get by him, he, you know, even though he's a long strider, uh, still the speed isn't there the same as it is with Joseph. Why can't be uh, so so powerful up front? Absolutely. And Joseph (laughs) just has the, he can play those mind games that corners play where you think he's not there and the ball is in the air, he's right there. He's a pest.
0: You mentioned his, uh, Mukamu's uh, feet. That's yeah. what I noticed with Joseph. Yeah, he's, just, he's yeah. very fluid in terms of in those agility drills. That's the thing I was I was really watching right in those drills to see how fluid he was, change, with change direction, of direction, yeah. and all that. Because look, there there's a reason why there aren't many six four corners in the league because it's it's a hard it's position harder. to play
1: yeah. Yeah. at
0: that height, you know. And and hey, Chris Richard was here. With, in the past, with a similar philosophy, bring in taller corners, Chris, Chris Westry, they tried that, and so it doesn't always work uh, just because you're that size. But I just did. We did notice that he is more fluid than you might think at that size, and and you, you mentioned the the ability to press and be physical. He does have some traits that you think maybe we can work with this, and maybe mm-hmm. he can develop into a solid corner. Yeah.
2: Man, if Dan Quinn and this defense don't look better this year, there's going to be a lot of issues. That's, I mean, this is your they last. They will ditch be effort. better than twenty eighth. God, I hope so.
1: <laughs> that, I, I please, mean, Lord. W- we
2: could go out there and maybe be better than twenty eighth. <laughs> put Heckman at the nose tackle. Have Isaiah and as safety. Yeah, we can figure it out. Um, offense, huh? Yeah. Mm. Let's let's turn let's turn our attention a little bit to the offense. We're going to talk about the offense in the next segment. But the final question uh, of Mailbag Monday: offense and defensive lines. How do you guys think think they shaped up when you got to watch them on the field, Rob?
0: Well, they were from where I stood outside. They were at the far end. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get a great look at them until team drills. Um, but I'm, I'm interested in certain guys for sure. Yeah, We talked about Bohanna, and he looks the part. And I think I think he's got a chance to, because of his unique skill set, earn a job here and maybe get some snaps. Wow. Now, can he be... The issue with him is, can he be a three-down player? Does he provide enough pass rush ability to, to give you that? Mm-hmm. Or did they not care and just say, hey, for our scheme, we need a guy in first and second down to come in and stop the run. Uh, so maybe he's got a chance to do that. Um, Farniak, their late-round, seventh-round pick, very interested to see what they do with him because he's played everywhere on offensive line. Tackle, guard, and center, and he was taking some snaps at center. Uh, over the weekend, so that's right. as a late round guy in terms of value. Will McClay says you got to be able to do at least two things. He does three, four things. Yeah. So yeah. he's an interesting guy to watch as well.
2: Where did where did he take the majority of his snaps? Center. Center. Wow. I
0: think that's their 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 plan for him at least for now. Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. Odigizua. Hey. Also Diggs Zua, to me he you look at his measurables and you you think man he he looks a lot bigger than you know than what they say he is 6 was 6'1", 62 six, 270 280 something like that 282. yeah 282 but very explosive one of the things that I was able to recognize from him is just his explosiveness and when he was working individually with Dan Quinn able to mirror mirror what he was being taught I mean and it was a lot of just teaching the the mechanics of getting in your stance coming out of your stance, you know, what you do, hand motion, hand fighting, things like that. And when going back and forth with Quinn, I thought that was really intriguing, just the way that Quinn was so hands-on with him and his teaching techniques. And you can't help but... His his enthusiasm is just contagious, and you could tell that those defensive linemen were just taking it all in. Because, like you said, once, two-a-days, and the veterans come in, they won't get that one-on-one. Yeah. But when you get that now, especially in the minicamp situation like they had, man, it was just really cool to see his interaction. I
0: asked Quinn at the draft, are you going to be hands-on? Because I, that's one thing, honestly, with Mike Nolan, you didn't really see. And, and and what you hear about Dan Quinn is he is a teacher, yes. and he said, "Yes, I will be, and I'll be damned if he didn't take a couple reps of nose tackle <laughs> in practice." Right. after Bohanna kind of tweaked his shoulder for a second there and got back in.
2: There's good good footage of Dan Quinn working with Od- Odigizua there now. Odigizua makes me scared for my guy Bradley and I and his job because last year they took the late round, later round draft pick, and they had shorter arms at the edge Oof. spot. And a little bit slower. And then, you know, Diggy Zua just has these massive arms, 84-inch wingspan. And then he also has this, like you said, the explosiveness. I mean, his shuttle, his broad jump were both higher in the class than anybody. I mean...
1: Chauncey Golston is a guy... Right there, too. He is the... I mean, his. (laughs) Arms. <laughs> it's like yeah. he's scratching his ankle standing up. <laughs> he's, that Dolphins. guy, he's got some long arms. and He's just a big guy. They had him lined up like at a wide nine. And just his how easy he was in and out of his yeah. stands. You could tell, man, guys like Bradley are not, a lot of those draft picks from last year, the pressure is going to be on them oh, yeah. immediately.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the competition is going to be there. I, I'm excited to see Goldston in person, too, because I liked him Whew. on tape a lot, and, and he was one of those guys, and I mentioned this earlier, but he stuck out while I was watching other Iowa players. Mm-hmm. And usually that you're like, okay, what is this guy doing? What is he doing? So I'm excited to see him in person. I'm jealous you guys got to, but also the offense.
0: I'm jealous of you. Oh, that's fair. on The beach for a week. That's fair. Man. I can see that. There's jealousy ski.
2: both ways. I love I do with for a tan. A yeah, look at that. Mm. I got a little tan. Yeah, yeah. you want to see if we could get the watch You're this. A little tangerine. Get this on the on the camera right here. Mm. On, uh, nope, maybe there we go. Bam! Look at that. Wow, that's wow. is that what
1: you were? What? Good lord! Jeez, that's God. nice. oh wow, yeah. man, get outside was a little bit.
2: That was very light. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, gosh, it was terrible. All right, we're going to take our second break. When we come back, we're talking about the offense. What did the offense rookies show during minicamp when we return on Talking Cowboys? Hi, I'm Clint Tillison with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss package. Our 5075E John Deere 75-horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at 369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore.
1: I'm Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team.
2: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com.
1: Back to talking Cowboys.
2: I'm sorry, Hekma. What? Your wife has a different assignment for me this week. What? What? Dallas Cowboys football and Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders dance. Youth camps are back this summer for athletes and dancers of all skill levels. Two and three day camps are available at AT&T Stadium and the Star in Frisco. Spots are limited. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash academy. Just you know, go ahead and tell us.
1: And it's like a symphony yeah. in my head, Kyle.
3: <laughs> 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 it's all we
2: need. I was going to say, hey,
3: right. you can't even argue with that.
2: No. no. What, what,
1: what can you say? You see you know? how he threw that out? Did,
3: did yeah. you see the discouragement on his face? It's like, He's like well, heck, what is like... <laughs> oh, man.
2: It was funny in the email. She like made it very specific. She was like, "Make sure you read this one because I know what
3: you guys talk about is. every day." It oh, was
1: perfect. Good. Oh, good oh, good job good. though. That was a good one. I, I like seen Heckman yeah. just go mute like the heck? He did. Yeah. <laughs> just the look of just deflation. Hey man, that's that's 17 years of marriage. That's, there you go. The Nikki's
2: oh. the best. Shout out to Nikki. I know she's probably upstairs. It's All neat. right. What about the offense, gentlemen? Because mm. there's a lot to talk about in terms of pressure for the offensive players. Because defense, it's a different type of pressure. <laughs> offense, you're trying to make the team. Defense, you have to contribute immediately. So it's a different type of pressure. Who stood out among the rookies, good or bad? Isaiah, we're going to
3: start with you, my friend. You know, I'm really excited about these offensive linemen. uh. <clears throat> uh <laughs> There's so a reason it's the, why he's ju- he's he's okay. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. So it's it. early. It's early. It's very early. Ricky handicap nerves. Right, guys have been training for the combine. Guys aren't really in football it's shape. Just, um, there was a receiver that we drafted. Who? your um, guy? There's only one guy. I'm sorry. What was, was that? Kyle's that guy. was his guy. That was not Kyle's guy. my
2: guy. It, I was not super. Uh, high Noah busy. Brown. CBC, Noah Brown. Better sleep. Light.
3: Cbz. Please run the film. Okay. Back. I wasn't.
2: Um, I'm not high on Noah Brown
3: either. Okay. Well, I either like, way. I like Noah Brown. Any, anyways, he's uh, our fifth receiver. Simeon um, out of Stanford. Um, large gentleman. 6'4", twenty two pounds is what it says on the paper. Very large. Um, I don't believe that he came in at two hundred twenty two pounds. Think he's heavier. I think he came in heavier than two hundred twenty two pounds. Mm. Um, if he's not heavier than two hundred twenty two pounds, he He ran like he was heavier. Um, Again, all I can all I can say right now is what I saw. Right, Um, he did not look very fluent to me. Wow, Um, he did not appear to be a fifth, a guy competing for a fourth or fifth uh, string. you know, fourth or fifth on the depth chart at the receiver, receiver. position. Um, in order to in order to be competing at that spot, you have to be able to do special teams. And I was explaining to Heck when I was watching practice. You know, those special teams uh, periods really expose guys' ability to burst, sink your hips, get in and out of your breaks, adjust to, you know, change directions. And I didn't see that mobility out of semi. Now he has a lot of weeks to get ready for camp. And maybe he comes back and shows something different. Maybe he's a different player with pads on as well. But just from what I saw this weekend, I was not uh, very impressed. Um, there was another gentleman that they brought in to compete with him, uh, Brennan Eagles. Yeah. Oh, the Texas guy. I liked him. Really? When, when I compared both of those guys together, those guys are pretty much the same height, the same size, same same weight. Brennan had much better feet. Um, uh-huh. I think Simmy's faster. Just top-line speed, straight-ahead speed. I, I, I do agree with that. But Brennan, <clears throat> in and out of his breaks, was a lot more fluent and natural. Um, and also, in special teams drills, he was a lot more natural and seemingly wanted to be in those drills. Versus Simi, I didn't get that vibe. Where did T.J. Vastor, the Texas Tech wide receiver, fit into that conversation?
1: Another big-body guy, yeah. too.
2: They're all big. I yeah. mean, you could tell. They're targeting a specific type of player, and yeah. it's a big – Stout receiver and Fajoko, Eagles, Fasher all fit that category, and it's going to be an extra competition between them three, and then also Noah Brown. That's why we talked about Noah Brown was yeah. because that's the guy they're trying to replace there. But where do you where do you see Heckman out of those three guys, Fajoko, Vasher, and Eagles? Did you have the same kind of observation that Isaiah did?
1: Uh, yeah, I did, and um, you know, Eagles from Texas just was. His movements more athletic, yeah. you know, yes. his athleticism was there. As you talk about the special teams, just breaking down, yep. uh, readjusting, opening your hips, things yep. like that. It just seems like he had a better grasp on those things. Talk about TJ Vassar, big six six. six six, you know. Uh, but again, even for his size and the way that he was coming in and out of routes, didn't look like he was stiff or you know that big, uh, at all. Um, a, a guy that I had. You know, stars next to his name is Brandon Smith. He's 6'1", say, yeah. 218 pounds, from Iowa. Mm-hmm. He's a the guy they really liked. Oh, yeah. I mean, but so. but looked really good. Yeah. He's Re- smaller, though, right? Yeah, he's smaller guy. Yeah, smaller he's, guy, he's but still. He's one to watch. <laughs> smaller, yeah, <laughs> smaller. Yeah, smaller. <laughs> yeah, 218, Small. but, you know, ran, you know, athleticism, speed, all of that stuff was there. But going back to Fajoko, I, I just think that, you know, position-wise, you're looking at him as an H-back tight end style of a guy, don't know anything about him from a blocking standpoint. Yeah. I kept looking at my paper and saying that, you know, he's a deep threat at Stanford. <laughs> you know, maybe the Pac-12 that you played in was uh, Pac-10. Pac-10, excuse me. Yeah, 10. It's, it's, it's not different. 12? Yeah, it's a little different. Okay, well, my it's bad. It's, it's Pac-12 no, now, 12. But It's it was 12. was 10. Oh, 10 when he oh, was Oh, so there. they added two more. T- oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah. But either way, it was a lot different <laughs> back when you played. Yeah, play. yeah <laughs> true <to> <laughs> different <laughs> name. <laughs> the deep threats are a little bit off, man, yeah.
0: I mean, you're right. I mean, he's not like a burner down the field, but he I think he did average like fifteen yards of catch for yeah, them. Did. And people when you talk to people about him, he was clutch too for them. Like when they in big games and when they needed big plays, he just kinda has that it factor like he would go make a play for yeah. them. Now I'm gonna defer to the wide receiver of the show, Isaiah, because Isaiah <laughs> knows exactly what he's talking about. But I will say about him. He's an older prospect. I think he's 24. Yeah. He had a religious mission that mm-hmm. he, he took and then he finished up at Stanford. But he only played like twenty-two games at Stanford. So he he Still hasn't so fresh. Yeah, he hadn't played a whole <laughs> lot of college. And I actually asked him, because of what we talked about during press, I said, you know, what do you need to work on? And he said, I was a deep threat guy in college, but I need to round out my game, getting out, out in and breaks. out of my breaks. Yep, he mentioned that. He talked about being he's he's basically raw. So I think they view him as a guy that's you know, I, I don't know if he's going to compete to be in the rotation year one, but they see that potential. If he can make the team as a special teams guy. That, and, that's,
3: and that's where the conversation yeah. kind of led when Heckman and I were sitting there because we understand that he's raw, he's young, I mean, he's young in terms of actual experience. Um, he has a lot to work on because when they went to team, it was exposed now.
0: Yeah. When they went to yeah, the team,
3: exactly. it was it was really exposed. When Nation Wright came and lined up, Heckman and I both sat up. We said, Okay, here we go. Yeah. You know, 6'4 versus 6'4. Let's go. And all you heard was And that was all hand, hands on the chest. <laughs> and, and he did it one time and he didn't get off the ball. And then they came back the next time and they lined up again. And then you could tell he was like, I'm 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 big, I'm strong. All I know how to do is go forward. And it reminded me of myself when I first got here. I didn't even know a doggone thing about receiver, right? Yeah. I didn't know how to get off the ball. I didn't know how to, you know, get somebody's hands off me. So all I re- tried to resort to. You know, revert to was just pure brute strength, strength and yeah. that didn't work either because Nayshawn just threw him into the ground, and the quarterback threw the ball, and guess what? It's the next down. So he again, it's early. Um, he has a, a lot of time to get ready. He, I'm sure he'll learn from the vets. He'll learn from the coaches. I'm sure the film w- will be you know highly, highly reviewed. Um, but he has a long way to go to to fill that void of what they're trying to replace. You know, use to replace Noah Brown. I don't, I don't as of right now, which is again a long ways away. Noah Brown's Leaps and bounds Above ahead of where him. he's
2: at. Yeah.
0: They played each other in college, right?
2: Yeah, well, I was about to say that. That's kind of surprising for me to hear because some of the tape that we looked at with Nation Wright was him getting burnt by Simi Fajoko
1: yeah. in the Highlights, Oregon state Tam- high game. Highlights and low lights. And you know, what? Yeah. you know what? He must have really – Nation took that personal because when they lined up, he's like, Come on, man. Come on, man.
3: Cats don't forget, especially for DBs, don't forget. They don't care if pads on or not. They don't care. It's the opportunity to embarrass you. So, yeah, so, hope, man, you know, hey, maybe he turns it around. Um, but just again, this is just our first eyes on them, and uh I was just, that I wasn't impressed there.
2: I'm trying to find the stats on what happened that game specifically because I never looked at the stats. I was just looking at the film um. What about the quarterbacks that
1: we got to see a little bit of?
2: I mean, there were two guys there with JT Barrett, of course, out of Ohio State,
1: and then Brady Davis. Any possibility there? We'll, we'll defer to the quarterback slash receiver <laughs> well, of, of the, the Pac-10. Fastest man in the uh, Pac-10. Yeah,
3: so respectfully, respectfully, let me put that out there. Uh, Brady Davis, n- no no, no chance. Okay. Um, JT Barrett had the swag, and I'm, he had a lot of swag. And um, you can tell he's athletic, but he has a very low release, a very low release. Um, he, he, meaning that he, he, he drop, he drops his, yeah. he drops. Well, Brady Davis has like a Byron Leftwich type release. I mean, it's long, windy, and but he doesn't have the velocity that comes out like Byron Leftwich. So mm-hmm. he sailed a lot of balls, even just in individual drills. He he didn't look confident uh, when they had a lot a lot, a lot of uh, intricate footwork. He didn't look confident in that either. So I'll put Brady Davis to the side. Um, JT Barrett, obviously a lot more athletic, Um, but again, I'm not sure based upon what I saw about his accuracy. Um, and, you know, he has a swag. He has athleticism. I mean, he has every reason to be feeling good because he can run away, run himself out of situations. But um, he has to really work on that release. And we saw it. We saw in individual drills, you know, he was selling stuff where there was no DBs, you know, just because his elbows dropped and you could see him. I was telling I was telling Heckma about it. He has to get his release up. And then what did you see him doing? He was out there work, trying, trying, to, trying to work on get his arm. It wasn't like, natural at all. That stuff that you, that you got to work on before uh-uh.
2: you show up for camp, man. By, by the way, Simi, six receptions, 100 yards versus Nashawn Wright in you that go. Stanford. Hey, some game, is ballers. So. You yeah, maybe know. he's just a gamer. Gamers, man. Does maybe. that go into – sorry, Rob, go for it. No,
0: I was, no, was agreeing with you guys. Oh, maybe, I was going to
2: say – I was going to ask you, does that go into camps like this? And it may not because it's the pros. It's you either figure it out in practice or you don't. But do you take stock if you go back and you you go and talk to the Stanford coaching staff and you say, is Simi a just a pure gamer or is he not a good practice guy? Because we've had guys here that are not good practice True guys. True Yeah. Does that factor in at all of where they value p- specific players, especially some of these project guys, or I is hope it not. more of just show up and ball out?
3: I hope I hope that they don't take take consideration. I mean, you got you got to <laughs> practice. I mean, you practice a lot more than you play. That's, true. that's anybody. You practice, unless you're Randy Moss at the end of your career, you practice a lot more than, than you play. So you got to be able to come out and show what you're capable of doing. Um, and unless you're just that guy that's getting paid that much money, you don't have to show anything in practice. But everybody else, you got to show it. And when you're fighting for a number four, number five receiver position, you better show mm-hmm. it and you better show it on special teams. And you know, you have to show that urgency um, as well. You got to want to be on special teams. You can't let your, you know, Coach Fossil be out there running around more hyped than you are. You got to be that <laughs> dude. When you know that you're scraping the brim- <laughs> Trying to get that last spot, you better be dog on hype now. Right. You know, when you're doing those cover drills, whether you have pads on or not, you better be hyped Like that used to be some of the most exciting parts of practice for me because I knew that's how I was making the dog on team, is was going to be on special teams. So, guess what? I needed to be click tight with the special teams coach. I needed him to see me. I knew whether we're watching pads or no pads, I need to jump off the film. And some of these guys, you saw it. Some of these guys, you didn't. You could tell by their approach that some guys understood that, versus some guys didn't. So maybe it's because they got some guys got drafted and they just feel that confident that they're going to be here. Hopefully, they need, to, they need they need to change their
0: mindset if that's the case. Well, if the bar for hype is fossil, then you better drink
1: some. Yeah, I have here oh, my in my God. notes. I have in my notes. Fajoco should be welded to the hip of Bones Fossil. That's the only way. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's got it. He's got to pick that up. But in defense of these quarterbacks, man, they were playing in a wind tunnel. Friday and Saturday was probably two of the windiest days uh, here with the storms approaching, maybe. But I mean, I'm just trying to give them an excuse. Outside,
0: it was, and I I, like we were up on a deck, and it felt like (laughs) Everest, you know, up top in terms of the wind. But I don't know if it was the same on the field. But you're right. And the other thing too is, in terms of the talent disparity, I mean, you know, there are three drafted guys. On offense, that were out there out of thirty-one, and and the rest were you talked about. We talked about all the defensive guys they drafted. That was the emphasis in the draft. Sure. I think you saw that uh, when they did do the team stuff. You know, you saw and usually at this time of year, and when you get into training camp, it's more of an, a defensive uh, has an advantage early anyway.
1: Sure. And quickly, uh, Josh Ball, six-eight, um, big guy. Yeah. You know, had a good first day, second day, in team. Eh, not so much. Um, but again, he was in situations where he was man man up on, and it's hard for a Parsons. Lineman. It's hard to
3: get a beat on offensive defense alignment with no pads. Exactly, it's just it's that's, just, that's it's just impossible. That's kind of
2: yeah. one thing I was about to say, and two, yeah. I mean, you think about it with with. Ball and Farniak. I mean, these guys are going up against Golston, Odigizua. Yeah. Going again, uh, they're going up against other draft picks, yep. rep after rep after rep. Whereas the rotation isn't necessarily the same yep. on the other side. You're going up against a drafted player than an undrafted, undrafted drafted player. It, it just kind of changes up back and forth. So I can see how it could be really tough yep. to, and even in training camp, it's hard to show exactly what an, an offensive line looks like. Last year when we were talking about the offensive line, it was like. Oh, okay, they don't necessarily look great, but they're also not healthy. And then, of course, they never really ended up getting healthy. So it was yeah. hard to, to kind of get that feel. But overall, thumbs up, thir- thumbs down of many, many camps oh, this year. Oh, feeling pretty up. good. For yeah. sure. We
1: were in the building, Kyle. That's yeah. true. What are you talking about? You, it's all so thumbs.
2: You said you were up on a on a, mm. on a a balcony. Were you over uh, yeah. across the way?
1: Yeah, where we That's where the
2: media, the media
3: said, was sitting. The media was parched, up.
0: Was yeah, parched Kyle,
3: up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pegman <laughs> and I were in a porta-potties. <laughs> basically, uh, yeah, basically, right. On, <laughs> on top with some binoculars, uh, <laughs> well, Grant, better view than I did. Good thing we had our Essolors on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you have the sunglasses on that time? No, we were inside the porta potty. I didn't need them. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, not, <that's, laughs> talk about bubble
2: guts. That's exactly what that is. Oh, uh, so what's next, Rob? What's on the schedule coming up for the next couple of weeks? Because we've got a little bit of a break, right?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, they're in phase two right now. So mm-hmm. on the field stuff, but not, you know offense defense yet OTAs in a week yeah and I think I think they're on schedule for six of them wow you can have as many as 10 six and then the mini camp and I wonder if they're only doing six for now on schedule just because they got to go to camp early Mm -hmm. so you want them to guys to get off their feet and have a few weeks off before they do it so we'll, we'll see but hey we're gonna see the vets here pretty soon
2: any news on Oxnard and or Frisco
0: Jerry says it's on on track
2: for Oxnard. Oh, of
0: course, that's what he said over that's the weekend.
2: kind of what we all have to go by, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Not final yet, but yeah. yeah. yeah stay tuned. You know,
2: <laughs> Just listen to that guy talking about whichever one he right. wants. It's going to be Jerry. Yeah, hopefully we do end up doing that. Man, we would have a lot of people to catch up to on <laughs> at Oxnard if that's the case. So that should be a ton of fun. But that's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Hope you learned something and enjoyed the last hour. It was a ton of fun for us here from Inside the Star. For Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heck Harrison, Chris Beam, and in the back, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you next week on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas
0: Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!